Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Family owned and operated since 1972. Sevcheck Service Center, 2200 Longmire, just down from the post office in College Station. A river don't run dry. It's all Willie Wednesday. We thank you for being with us. This portion of the program brought to you by Central Texas Sports Medicine. Coming up, post-game react from the Aggies at the NIT. Scott Clendenin is here. We'll have some topics. Mallory, uh, so stay with us. uh, And we'll let you in on what's going on the rest of the week as well. The Aggies in the NIT finals tomorrow night at 6 o'clock at Madison Square Garden after putting away Washington State last night, 72-56, the final score. Not indicative of how dominating the performance was. 58 points in the paint against the Cougars. Baylor guard Kendall Brown, well, he's not a guard. I, I, I saw this and I went, have they ever watched Kendall Brown? Kendall Brown's 6'8". Uh, he's not going to play guard. But Baylor player, freshman Kendall Brown, is declaring for the 2022 draft. He is ranked 15th on the NBA big board by some. Brown came on toward the end of the year, averaging almost 10 points and five rebounds per game. Uh, Brown joins a draft class that is expected to include the Zags, Chet Holmgreen, Auburn forward Jabari Smith, Purdue guard Jaden Ivey, Duke forward Paolo Bancaro, Kentucky guard Shaden Sharp, uh, Keegan Murray from Iowa, and more. Arizona first-year coach Tommy Lloyd led the Wildcats to the Pac-12 championship in a number one seed for that He has been awarded the Henry Iba Coach of the Year, as voted on by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association. Conference USA announcing that it will separate with members Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion at the end of the academic year. That ends months of legal dramas. The three schools have been attempting to leave and prevent the conference from stopping them. Those three will enjoy uh, will join the Sun Belt on July 1st, as previously announced. The Aggie baseball team improved to 15-9 and last night, taking down Texas in Austin 12-9. Jack Moss hit for the cycle. Dylan Rock had a grand slam, and the Aggie bats beat up on the Longhorn pitching. Uh, A&M will head to Tuscaloosa to take on the Crimson Tide this weekend, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. Uh, On uh, today, the Major League Baseball is announcing the launch of MLB Home Run Derby X, a global baseball tour making stops in London, 
Soul and Mexico City, featuring former stars Adrian Gonzalez, Johnny Gomes, Giovanni Soto, and Nick Swisher. Gonzalez will represent the Dodgers, Gomes, the Red Sox, Soto, the Cubs, and Swisher, the Yankees. The teams representing four of the oldest franchises will compete July 9th in London, September 17th in Seoul, and October 15th in Mexico City. I guess chicks still dig the long ball. And the second former five-star signee from A&M announced today he is entering the transfer portal. Tight end Baylor Cop, who has not played because of injuries, says he will be getting a new start somewhere else. Meanwhile, the Aggie football team continuing spring football practice number nine today, getting underway here in about 30 minutes. Um, Remember, the maroon-white game is on April 9th. We will hear from Jimbo on Friday's program. All right, uh, coming up, we will do a little post-game from last night. Uh, Aggies' victory against Washington State in New York. Coming up tomorrow, our outdoor edition. We'll go red fishing in Louisiana tomorrow. We will have a high school report tomorrow. We will have pre-game comments from Buzz Williams on the show tomorrow. On Friday's show, Kirk Bowles will join me, Jimbo, and longtime San Antonio Spurs play-by-play man Bill Shoning, who has a brand new book out called Stories, Sports, and Songs, Tales and Tunes by a Play-by-Play Lifer. Bill Shoning will be with me on Friday's program. We'll take a break. We'll come back. The final lap is brought to you by Anco Insurance. The final lap with Carrie Murphy is on. is on. NASCAR Xfinity Series racing from Circuit of the Americas over the weekend, and this was total domination. Leading 27 out of the 46 laps, including the final 14, on his way to the checkered flag by over two seconds on second place. Of course, I've got to be talking about A.J. Allmendinger. You know, a good start to the year when, when you look at the finishes and things, but take out Daytona. You know, Atlanta was okay, but, you know, contended... For, for wins and we knew that this was a racetrack last year where we weren't as good we finished second but Kyle beat us down pretty good so I knew that 54 car, car was going to be good and a little bit frustrated early in the weekend just felt like the stuff that I'd done setup wise for us wasn't very good was quite frustrated with that this race is a it's a it's a tough race it's a long race track gets slick uh, as we saw in the truck race you get late race restarts anything can happen and you know once we got through that first stage we weren't Amazing, but we were. I felt good enough if we did all the right things to win the race. Austin Hill was second, followed by Cole Custer, Noah Gragson, and Sam Mayer rounds out the top five. Over in the standings, Noah Gragson leads the points by only one. He had a 40-point lead at one point over A.J. Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, Justin Allgaier, and Josh Berry rounds out the standings. Up next on the schedule is some short track racing from Richmond, Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern on FS1. 250 laps, 187 miles. Like us at Facebook.com slash The Final Lap. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Limo, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Whether you're in business or in school, Staples has your tech. How about wireless headphones so I'm not tied to my desk? Staples has your tech. A tablet for when I travel by train? The latest laptop for a soon-to-be summa cum laude? Staples offers tech solutions and accessories for learners, small business, and remote workers, too. From the latest laptops to networking solutions. And now, Apple AirPods Pro are just $199. You save $50. The latest tech solutions are at Staples. The working and learning store ends for two. Limit two while supplies last. Does your car insurance have accident forgiveness, a vanishing deductible or coverage for new car replacement or electronic key replacement? These are just a few of the specialty coverages Anco Insurance can provide through our network of major insurance companies. We can help you decide how much coverage is right for you and find the most competitive rates. Do more with your auto insurance. Visit Anco today at 1111 Briarcrest Drive in Bryan or call us at 776-ANCO. It is all Willie Wednesday. Thanks for being with us. Last night at Madison Square Garden, the Aggie basketball team crushed Washington State. A&M won its 27th game of the year. If they can win the championship tomorrow night, that will tie their all-time win record set by Billy Kennedy a few years ago at 28. Uh, And there's nothing we've seen that would lead us to believe they can't win tomorrow night against Xavier. Uh, By the way, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say this. It is not... X Xavier. It's Xavier. There's no X Xavier. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? It's not X Xavier. Get it right. Sorry, it just upsets me sometimes. Um, Manny Obiseki has gotten better every single game for about the last month and a half. Last night, 14. Three assists. No turnovers, uh, outstanding defense. Am I wrong about that, Bill? We've got news director Bill Oliver here. Am I wrong about that? I, I was just going to say I'm hearing you. It's Xavier. I can hear you. I can hear you from the next room. I just it upset you're, me. You're I'm in your sorry. Louis DB I got level. upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm calmer now. Are you? I don't like uh, Xavier. I'm glad I assisted. So who's been saying? But, ex- who's oh, been I, I've heard it. You know, for the last. 24 hours by by your by some of my peers no who one, should no one know. is your peer chip don't well, you know that by I now I do know that that's why I'm screaming but still they should know better There's no one at your level Xavier right Correct Thank you You're welcome If Bill Oliver says it's Xavier then by God it's Xavier There's I, no I, I, there's know, no X Not that I really care a lot because my my alma mater won their national championship Yes they did 
Go ahead, brag on them, Bill. I they will. keep winning national my, championships. My mighty Northwest Missouri State men's Northwest Missouri State dominates. Third straight Division II title, four out of the last five. They're the North Dakota State of basketball. There you go. That a way, good, good way to put it? Something like that. All right. Those, those of you who followed Creighton in the NCAAs, Ryan Hawkins was yes. on two of those Northwest Missouri State championships. They're, they're, they're a dynasty. What can you they say? Are. Thanks, Bill. You're welcome. And thanks for sticking up for me. I expect the hermetically sealed envelope. You've got time. it. Mm-hmm. You've got it. Manny Obaseki had 14 points. Quentin Jackson had 18 points, and he has been so efficient offensively. Seven of nine from the field. Added four rebounds and six assists last night. Here is Manny O and Q after the game. Hi, Olin Buchanan, Tech Sags for either player, but I guess I'll just start with Quentin. What, uh, how were y'all able to uh, come back uh, and have such a strong offensive showing in, the, se- in the, the second half and was so dominant after having some trouble shooting in the first half? What do you mean by, like, come back? Well, uh, y'all at one point were shooting like 73% uh, late into the second half. Uh, and y'all are dominant. I guess the difference, maybe not come back is the right word, but uh, what was the difference, do you think, offensively in the second half that y'all are able to uh, score and shoot such a high percentage as opposed to the first half? Uh, I would just say the ball was falling. Um, we're playing the right way. We were playing for each other. We were able to run a little bit in transition, get out. Um, with most of all, we played for each other. And like I said, we played with energy, and uh, the shots just happened to fall. Every shot we shoot, we expect to make. So uh, in the first half, if they wasn't falling, I don't know why. But, uh, you know, that's just how the game goes sometimes. Travis Brown from the Eagle. Hey, Q, I know kind of piggybacking off that, uh, the lane just seemed to open there in the about seven minutes left in the first half where y'all were able to drive and get a lot of buckets. I think like 69% of your buckets are, are from drives. What, what was the switch there that opened up the lane for y'all? I really couldn't tell you. Uh, Throughout the game, we just try to stay aggressive. Um, everybody stay aggressive. We didn't want to be passers. They went to a zone at one point. Uh, we didn't want to be passers in the zone. We wanted to stay aggressive in the zone. So we were able to just attack um, while they were flat-footed. And then we had a lot of dump downs. Henry ate, Henry ate this game off dump downs. Um, but, yeah, we just, as guards, we try to be aggressive, get downhill, and, and make plays for each other. Uh, Manny, when, when you have a game that where you start out you know, not shooting so well, I mean – how much did it help, and, and were you surprised that just you guys were able to get into the paint just at will? Um, you know, I think that's a testament to the trust that the staff and the players have in me um, in terms of just, you know, when you're going through a slump, you know, you just don't put your head down. You keep it up and you keep going. And uh, I, that's what I told myself because I already knew, you know, what Q was going to tell me, you know, right, right when we got into the locker room to just keep going, keep being aggressive. You know, Coach Buzz tells me the same thing. Coach Lyle tells me the same thing. Coach Dev tells me the same thing. Everybody does. So uh, I think um, just me keeping my head up, you know, being even killed and just trying to make the right play, you know, I think that's what kind of helped me get into the groove. Q, a question about Manny. He has this ability to elevate in the air and hold it for a second. Just, just talk about his growth, being like a big brother to him this year and what you've seen him do. I really make me happy talking about this, so let me get, so even me, I'll get ready. Uh, 
Manny's an incredible person. Um, not even just a basketball player. Like on a personal level, Manny's the probably the the, most, the sweetest kid, the best kid I've ever known. He means no harm to anybody. But um, his growth as a basketball player has come a long way. Um, when he first got here, he wasn't as confident in his game. But when I was seeing him working out, I knew he had the ability to be something great. So um, I just kind of took it as me putting confidence in him. So I would tell him all the time, like, you want to work out? Let me know. We used to be in the gym, 4 o'clock. I used to tell him, come to the gym with me. Boom, he used to come to the gym. So once I seen that he was willing to put in the same effort that I was, then I knew he was going to be all right. He just needed the confidence. So I just try to keep instilling confidence in him. And even when he get down on himself, I tell him, like, that's how the game goes. You got to keep going. But, yeah, man, he's been He's an exceptional kid. I love him. Uh, Kane Nagley with Battalion. Manny then Q. Looking at the position y'all are in now, if you could tell yourself one thing during y'all's losing slump, what would it be? Just keep going. Um, just keep going. I think that's um, one of the biggest things that's helped me through this year as well. Um, through the slumps, the ups and the downs, you know, um, once you quit, like, you quit. You know, you, you let the devil win. And um, that's something that I hold really dear to myself, and I know Q does the same. And um, I think that's what's helped us get to this point. You know, nobody gave up on each other. Nobody gave up on the staff. We all love each other, and we all want to win for each other. We want this group to play as long as we, we can, and that's what we've done. So um, I think that's, I think that's to, uh, the answer to your question. Q, job not done? Job not done. That's four in a row, though, with double-digit victories here in this NIT tournament. Just the confidence you guys are playing with right now. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We're locked in. We're in a, we're in a great groove right now as a team. Uh, the coaching staff has been doing an amazing job with the scout reports and all of that, working overtime. So we're overly prepared for whatever is to come next. Uh, as players, we just got to go out there and play with confidence and stick to the script, and we'll be all right. Yeah, uh, just in thoughts on getting to play in this kind of venue and, and uh, what, what that was like, not only warm-ups and shoot-arounds, and then coming here and getting to do what you did uh, in, in this kind of place. As a basketball player, it was a, it was a cool little vibe. I can't even lie. It was, it was kind of cold in here. I'm, I, like it, was, it was really cold, so it was, it was hard trying to get going. But uh, just the history behind this arena, uh, Monumental. Uh, it's exciting, you know. As a senior, you know, have two of my last games being Madison Square Garden. Uh, it's huge. It's huge. I can't ask for anything better. Last one uh, tomorrow night, six o'clock, and that game will be on our partner station, WTAW, beginning at five thirty with the pregame show tomorrow evening. So we've got that going for us. Um, Buzz also met with the media last night after the game, so let's hear a little bit about what he had to say. In the summer of 1991, I was 18, and I worked 12 basketball camps that summer after my freshman year of college. And the first basketball camp that I worked was at SMU. And the first camp coach that I met in my first ever camp coaching experience His name was Kyle Smith, and the job he's done in his career is remarkable. Has had only hard jobs and has been ultra-successful everywhere he's been, and he's created a niche from the Ivy League all the way to the westernmost universe, university. I just have the utmost respect for him 
and his staff. Really enjoyed studying them, how good they are, uh, how well coached they are. And uh, I thought our guys did a really good job executing the plan that the staff put together. And uh, we're thankful to be able to play one more game. Ethan Hennessy, Happening Hoops. Um, Coach, you had such a big discrepancy in points in the paint. What allowed you guys to be successful and also lock down Washington State on the defensive end? Uh, 12 had shot 100 more balls than number four on our team from three. And two had shot 100 more balls from three than Q on our team. And I think uh, from studying them, one of the things that I don't think they got enough attention for is they were top 30 in threes in the half court nationally, top 30 in threes in the full court nationally, and then top 30 in offensive rebounding percentage. I think their team knows who's going to shoot, and I think their team knows who's going to rebound. And so our concern was, <clears throat> can we only give them one shot? Um, their success in the NIT specifically, uh, they have been dominant on the glass on the offensive rebounds. And so we wanted to shoot more balls. And then for us, we always want to get to the bonus first. We fouled a lot in the first half. Uh, we had multiple guys. I think every starter had one foul prior to the second media timeout. We, we're, not, we, we're, we're not comfortable playing like that. I'm for sure not comfortable coaching like that. We did do a really good job putting pressure on the rim. We got to the paint 82% uh, of the time. And statistically speaking, within how we play, when teams are in rotation, our guys do a really good job of playing for one another, 15 assists on 32 baskets. Um, that's a decent percentage. But us getting to the paint and keeping them in rotation, now that gives us a chance to get an offensive rebound. And we're okay at doing that. And then on the flip side, defensively, how can we not get in rotation by guarding 12 and 2 so that we have a chance to get a defensive rebound. Because once, we, once we're in rotation, we're too small. Um, and we're outnumbered on the weak side. And I thought we did a pretty good job with that as well. Hey, Buzz. Um, the key, for lack of a better word, what to the defensive success y'all had against their three-point shooters. And I know y'all played well, especially of late defensively. Did you even outdo yourself by keeping uh, 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 flowers from, from having a three-pointer? Yeah, so um, our, our staff is – what we've tried to do, uh, Olin, is uh, – I know you've watched us play every game except when you took vacation to Vegas during conference play um, – Within our Seattle 3 concept, our guys have become very good at executing it as the ball moves. And then our staff has done an incredible job at trying to decipher whether it's Oregon, whether it's Wake, whether it's Washington State, specific to how they are at their best. What adaptations are we going to make to Seattle 3? to try to control their best players. Is it 12? Is it 2 tonight? Was it 31-0 and zero against Wake Forest? And then 
this late in the year for our guys to handle those changes conceptually is good, but then for the, for them to execute those changes is, I think, why we're still playing. Um, and similar to what you saw against Wake, even against Oregon tonight, those changes specific to 12 and 2, it's not just the guys that are on the ball, it's the guys that are behind the ball. And those are the guys that are making the difference because we're anticipating it, we're in unison, we're aggressive while being disciplined. And for the most part, we've played without fouling. We didn't at the start of the game. But I think, I think that has been a, a big portion of why we're still able to keep playing. Yeah, Coach, uh, kind of the same question I asked them. Oh, things seem to open up. Was it just simply the, the zone that allowed you to be a little bit more aggressive, aggressive to, the, to the paint, or, or what kind of caused that opening up to where it was just drive after drive? Yeah, I think it was a little bit, Travis, of what you and I talked about uh, when you came to the facility the last time. It, it becomes matchup specific. They had 35 guarding Mo. Uh, they had 12 uh, guarding Boots. Uh, and so within how we're playing offensively, we're paying attention to how you're guarding us and who you are guarding us with because within what we're doing, all of it is interchangeable. Um, Henry's probably not completely interchangeable. He can do two things. Uh, Aaron, Ethan, JB, they're only going to do one. But the rest of those guys on our team, we can kind of manipulate it and be malleable in how we want to adjust. And I thought – um, it's just the reps where we're more comfortable. Hey, we're we're running to play Travis, and normally when we run Travis, the original version looks like this. Okay, run Travis, but uh, we're going to change spots, and we're just changing spots based on what the matchup is. Uh, Buzz slipped into malleable there. I like that. So uh, that that that's a large word. Yes, uh, it's a buzz word. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Scott Clendenin is here. We'll come back and uh, have some topics. Sevcheck Service Center is open another hour and a half this afternoon. They're open through Friday from seven to six, and Saturday from seven until four. If for whatever reason you can't get by during the week and you need your tires rotated or uh, maybe a set of new tires or a new battery or your battery charge. I could use my battery charge. I'm not talking about my car. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Mark and Pat are carrying on a 50-year family tradition. Uh, Leon started this business back in 1972, and it is still going strong because it is based on customer service and the way they take care of their people. And the quality of their work. It's Sevcheck Service Center, 2200 Longmire, just out from the post office in College Station. Since 1992, there's been one locally owned and operated dent repair shop, Dent Magic. David and Thomas Borski specialize in the paintless dent repair process that they introduced to the Brazos Valley. If your car or truck has suffered hail damage, take it to the local shop. Don't be fooled by out-of-town pop-up businesses that are here one day and gone the next. Call 361-DENT or drop by the shop at 1606 Texas, next to AutoZone. There is only one locally owned Dent Magic magic
smiling at me Nothing but blue skies do I see Thanks for joining us here on All Willy Wednesday. Uh, at the end of April, probably the first Wednesday in May, we will preview It's a Beautiful Time, Willie's new album, which is due out on his birthday, April 29th. Scott Clendenin is here with us in studio. We have got topics. Let's start with uh, NIT basketball first. Uh, as the Aggies try to win a championship tomorrow evening. And uh, I'm confident they can if they continue to play the way they've played here for about the last month. Really, Chip, I, I, you know, the interesting thing is I have not seen – other than Tennessee, a single team enforced their will on the Aggies. Yes. Tennessee is the only team that has made A&M change what they were doing, either offensively or defensively. A&M has been the team that changes the opponent. Okay? And, and, and has dominated. Yes, and has I dominated. Mean, this whole, I mean, they've won by double digit. I think 12 I, is the minimum. Last night was a 30-point game. I know yes. it ended up at 16. They could have named their score last night. They emptied the bench. and Duke didn't dominate Arkansas like A&M dominated Arkansas. No. Uh, no. Uh, by no stretch did they do that. So, yeah, they they played uh, great basketball uh, they found a formula. They they started gaining confidence with it, and um, they have just been very efficient on both sides of the ball. And the other thing, despite the fact last night, I, I wrote this little thing down. Now uh, Washington State didn't certainly didn't shoot the ball well. They were thirty four and a half percent. They were seven for twenty nine from three, which isn't just terrible, terrible. So the bottom line is they scored 21 points of their uh, 56 from the three-point line. A&M scored six. They hit two three-point shots out of 14 attempts. So they didn't shoot the ball particularly well, well at all well beyond the arc, but they didn't have to. Uh, once Washington State went to a zone, I kept waiting to get out of the zone. I mean, how many times does Henry Coleman have to dunk the ball before you change defenses? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yes. How many times does it I take? Mean, if you're going to play zone because A&M's on a night where they're hitting half their threes, yeah, you can pick your poison. Yeah. But you couldn't do that last night. A&M scored more points in the paint. 58 than, points. Than, than, than Washington State than Washington total. Washington State total. Yeah. Now, how many points did their dude get? Uh, in the paint or total? Uh, total. Of five points. Uh, Flowers scored, uh, is that right? Five points. He scored five points. He was zero for five from three and two for 12 from the field. What did they do to the guy last week in Oregon? What did they do? They've done the same thing. They've shut down the leading scorer. Uh, What did they do to Note? What did they do to to Williams in in the SEC tournament? Yep. I mean, they. What did they do at Alabama? All of a sudden, they are playing defense at a level where, other than Tennessee, who basically has three guys. And and, uh, and I don't want to take anything from Tennessee because they're a very good basketball right. team. But, but A&M was dead on that Sunday, yes. right? Yes, they, they, they were. They had nothing left. No. no. Uh, and, and I would love to have seen them play them uh, maybe the first game of that 
run, right? Right. To see how close or if they could have won that game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, defensively, they have hit a stride that, um, you know, we haven't seen in a, in a long time. I mean, they're they're just very, very good, as you mentioned, imposing their will and playing the kind of game they want to play against the other team. Now, I, I watched Xavier a little bit. I, I didn't see uh, much of that first game yesterday. I have seen them a little bit. Uh, they have some dudes. Uh, the thing that Xavier has that I think could cause A&M some issues is Xavier plays with an attitude. And right. as long as I've watched them play, uh, no matter who the coach is, yes. and it may have to do with Cincinnati, it may have to do with some of these kids come from with a chip on their shoulder, right? They, they have an attitude. Mm-hmm. And, and and if if I would say not the players themselves necessarily, which they do have, but just the style in which they play and the toughness with which they play, to me that will be uh, the thing that gives A and M the most problem tomorrow night. Except that A and M's playing the exact same. Well, way right no, now. I'm not saying they're yeah, not. No, but I, I, I just think that that the toughness and the things that Buzz wants in his program. I think you're you're starting to you know when when you when you look at the guys of how they've improved and 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 that's the uh, other thing you 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 look at in, in my mind in, in coaching when when you see where they were and where they are now. Uh, Obaseki is just a totally different player, you know, yes. totally different. I mean, he's he's the guy that I think this is the biggest bonus that you thought you were going to get, yes. right? When when they when they signed him, uh, a, a highly rated guy, you know, uh, at Lancaster. No, he uh, was, Allen. He's yes, from Allen. Allen. Um, and, and and you know, Radford because of how they have used him in this stretch has gotten so much better. Uh, Wade Taylor has continued to improve, you know, from the beginning. He's not taking the wild shots anymore. He's much more under control. Uh, and then Q has just become so efficient, as I mentioned in the first uh, segment. He was seven of nine from the field, right? He, he's, he took two three-point shots last night. He hit one of them, mm-hmm. so he shot 50% from three, was seven of nine from the field, uh, had four boards, had six assists, uh, had two steals, and a block shot, by the way. And and he has been just unbelievably... You count that a, as a block shot? Un- I thought I thought that it was he was taking off to fly to the moon and the ball got uh, in unbelievably his Unbelievably efficient during this run, right? And then the other guys who have come in, uh, who uh, have, have played their roles, uh, you know, almost perfectly. So... It's it's fun to see when you see teams this time of year. We say all the time it's not necessarily the best team. It's the team that plays the best at the right time. And as I've watched this team, and and I don't know what kind of matchup they may have gotten. They they could have had a play in game, Scott. Yes. You know, and then they were dead on Sunday, and they could have had to play on a Tuesday and again on a Thursday for that matter, right? So I. All things being equal, I would love to have seen this team in the big tournament because I do believe they could have won two or more games, depending again on schedule and all of that. Uh, but they're they're they're. Well, we just saw St. Peter's. We're seeing North Carolina 
play that North way. North Carolina, same way. They've, they've done the same thing. Frankly, since Duke got beat by North Carolina, they've played the same way. Yes. You look at the teams that are left standing. These are teams that are obviously playing the best basketball of all the teams that were in the tournament. Now, Kansas... Kansas has gotten better. Kansas has gotten better. The, the, the guard transfer from Arizona State finally got healthy. Remy Martin. Remy Martin. He yeah. averaged 20 points a game for two years at Arizona State. Yeah. He looks like the pro that they thought they were getting. They played long enough to where he played himself back into the basketball player he was before. So, you know, they may be the team that wins the whole thing the way Remy Martin's playing, adding him basically picking up a midseason I mean, transfer I, the way he's I, playing. I, I, I will probably pick the three games the way I picked my first 60 games in the tournament because I don't have a clue who's going to win this tournament. I mean, Duke, North Carolina to me is epic because you have, you, you have the greatest rivalry in college basketball on this stage with two teams coming in playing great basketball, yes. right? I mean, it, I, I hope it's the classic that on paper it looks to be. Because it just it just might be just awesome. Okay, yes. it might be one for the ages because they're both playing so well, and, and offensively. By the way, right. neither one of those teams plays defense like A and M plays defense. No. right? They no. just don't. No, they don't. Uh, 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 in I, fact, I, in fact, Kansas doesn't coach and never has under Bill Self. He right. is a brilliant offensive coach. They play good enough defense, obviously, to get to the Final Four. But they've never—you've never looked at them and saying, "Hey, that is a defensive juggernaut," right? Okay, you took care of three. I know you can't say that about Villanova. Villanova though. defends. Villanova does everything. I, I am. I am. The but more losing you their guard to the oh, it's, it's, it's a huge deal. But, yes. but Jay Wright, oh my gosh. I, I, I don't know if it's possible to say a guy who's won two national titles in the last six or seven years doesn't get enough credit. But, but this guy, when you watch that team play, they are just almost flawless in how they execute on both sides of the ball. We talk about coaches all the time, and I think that Buzz has done this to some of the coaches in the NIT. He has just been better than them. Yes, Okay. Yeah. And but and his staff and his staff, they have just been better than the other coaches. Yes. I think that's why they've been able to enforce their will and and play like they have. The players bought into it. It started working. But and I'm not going to take away from Hubert Davis his first year on the sideline at yeah. North Carolina because he has a pedigree when a player, NBA player, assistant coach to Roy Williams, all of that stuff. This is one of those years where you get three of the four best coaches that and you, you know can why have, they're there, and you know why they're there. I mean, they have obviously part of what makes them great is they get great players. You can't be a great coach without great players, but once you get great players, you have to know what to do with them. And you're right, you got three blue bloods there, and and Hubert Davis may turn out to be a fourth. Yes. Who knows? Yes, we don't know that he's in his first year, but obviously he's done something right. To, to to have them prepared to win that game because at I watched them in mid January. Yeah, they were terrible. They were terrible, and they they didn't defend. They no. they wouldn't defend, and, and they they had no pride. They got beat by Pitt by like twenty points, which was the turning point of their season. Yes. you know they had a big meeting afterward, and they said this can't stand at North Carolina, and, and it didn't. You know, to their credit, they turned it around. How much that was the players, how much it was Hubert, but but he's got to get some credit, right? I yes, mean, he has definitely, to. and. We won't know, but in ten years from now, we may be looking back saying, "Hey, this this guy's you pretty not, good." You, well, Chip, you're, no, you're going to say next year if you end Mike Shashevsky's career and you beat either Bill Self 
Or uh, no, Jay, right? No, no doubt. No doubt. No, <laughs> I don't no. think you have to look back 10 years No, you're now. right. You're right. You say right now. You're absolutely How good right. is North Carolina going to be? Yeah. How I mean, can he win a title in his first year when look how long it took Dean Smith and he had to have Michael Jordan? I, I understand. Uh, the only guy that could ever hold Michael Jordan under 20 points was Dean Smith. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. This portion of the show is brought to you by Elms Orthodontics and Oscar and Sons. Dr. Elms asks, what is the sound of a smile? Or a really great smile? Or a truly world-class, life-changing, one-in-a-million smile? From good to great, Dr. Elms creates the smiles that are music to our ears. Learn more about creating your own beautiful music at DrElms.com. Okay, so the very last Opus performance of the year is next week, April the 7th, uh, Thursday night, April 7th, by the Barricade Boys. We've seen them before. Uh, This group did Les Miserables in London, so they're pretty good. They have all kinds of songs they're going to sing from Les Miserables from Jesus Christ Superstar, from Phantom of the Opera, from Miss Saigon. They're going to sing these show tunes, classics, next Thursday night. Call the box office at 845-1234. By the way, props to Ann and the whole staff uh, because Fiddler on the Roof was just outstanding and packed out for two nights, and that cast was just terrific. And I expect the same next Thursday. Call the box office, 845-1234, or go online at mscopus.org. So, you didn't see the... Trailer. Other car. Fence. And now your vehicle needs body work, so you need Oscar and Sons Body Shop. The family business has spent over 40 years undoing damage, both large and small, and they give free estimates at their location. Family owned and operated. When quality counts, remember Oscar and Sons Body Shop in Bryan. Call 979-778-6736 or click oscarandsons.com. All right, it is one shining moment, and we're down to the wire with this weekend. Three games left. Go online at chiphoward.com to the contest page and see how you're doing. I frankly did not scroll down far enough to see where my name was on the list, and I probably won't. I will probably just erase everything after we pick the winner next Tuesday and give away our prizes. The entire contest, thanks to First Financial Bank for sponsoring this year's contest, which I should have had a second and a third and a fourth chance bracket this year because it was brutal. All right, that's it. Uh, Thanks again to First Financial for doing our one shining moment. We'll give all the prizes away uh, next Tuesday on the program. Awful. Louis got a a third chance, Brad. I know. I know he does, but he's got more people than I do, and I didn't didn't put that together. And Look. If you can't pick ten teams. It's embarrassing enough not to be able to pick ten teams and, and have like two of them left after the first weekend is over. So... Did you pick colors this year or mascots? I did a little of both. (laughs) You kind of stick with one or the other. I know. That was my problem. I'll remember that next year. Because I've 
I frankly have done pretty well on the bowl games the last two years. Yeah. So I'm going to take that philosophy and and go next year to our pick'em contest. Um, so, what if anything do you think kind of bump will A and M get from this run? Well, I think it's going to help them in the transfer portal. Okay. Uh, the last top line Texas kid was the black kid from Duncanville that committed to. Arkansas on Monday night. Yes. Anthony Black. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Arkansas has got the number two class in the country behind Duke. And are closing. Yeah, that was their third five-star. Yes. They're having a great – they're, you know, two straight Elite Eights. They're, you know, Musselman is, is an interesting guy. You can see his NBA experience when he's coaching. Yeah. Right? I mean you 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 can. You you can see some of the concepts both sides of the ball that he has when he's coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh especially with isolation which you know a lot of times is all the NBA is offensively, but you, but you you pound on that other team's weakness, you get your best player, you move four guys to the side of the court and 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 let Note go, but he had enough talent that that if if you did cover him up I mean, Jalen Williams is a pro. There's no question about that, right? Yeah, and I think, and, and and think Jalen Williams will, will make – I don't know about Note. I really honestly don't. Yes. But, but Jalen Williams is a pro. I agree with you 100%, and I think that he has looked really good with Note and Jalen Williams. It'll be interesting to see what happens you next know, well, year. You know, well, he'll bring in good yes, players. Yes, he will bring in good players, you know. but he's not going to bring in anybody as clutch as Note – and has, I mean, has, you wouldn't think in their no, first year, whoever no. it is, would would be that way, right? Right. But but, um, but I, he's I, done a great he's he done has, a great job. He's done an outstanding job. He got out coached by Buzz Williams in three games this year. Well, here's the deal, uh, and, and you mentioned the transfer portal. You you, you have you're going to have to be judicious in how you use it. You're not you 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 can't build an entire program off of right bringing in five transfers no. every year. And, and I'm not saying Buzz is doing that, but but. You, you have to be really careful about what you bring into this team uh, and, and the uh, chemistry. That's the other thing. You, you, you don't know, right? right? You take away Q, uh, you don't know, right? I mean, you, you, you're right now, and, and again, with the transfer portal, you think most of these guys are going to stay, right? Yes, I would be. And, and, I would be surprised. You if know, we... I, I thought the kid that went to TCU was going to uh, Eman was going to stay, right? right? Because they all take talk highly of him. They obviously like him. But look, you like a guy it doesn't mean you're going to stay if you think you can get more playing time and get more people to look at you if you go to another program, right? But this also, I think, this run also makes you. At least in the early going next year, one of the programs it, that everybody's going to be looking well, at. Well, it, for the play, I thought you yes. were going to say for the players, what it does is confirms what they've been doing. Yes, right. So well, they're having is, they're having success now, and that which they weren't, you know, two months ago, and this confirms well, that what they've been doing is the right thing. Considering what Buzz went through last year, losing a whole month of basketball, right? No, I to get even that. get this team to get. Uh, Henry Coleman the third to have that yep. in because his dad played football at Virginia Tech and had been around the basketball program to know you know if if Benchero doesn't go to Duke Henry Coleman might still be a Duke yeah but his player is going to get covered up by one of the guys that's going to be the first 
two or three picks in the draft. So why am I going to stay at Duke when I can go somewhere else and start? And all the things you just said. They've got to replace Q. Yeah. That's what they know they have to replace. Yes. And if that's all they have to replace, the way that Obieski has played here lately, you get a reasonable facsimile that going forward, what we were doing with Q, we can start trying to do some of that same kind of stuff with him. You know, you, you look at a couple other guys. I mean, Hayden Hefner has progressed this year without question. You know, he's gotten a little bit more confidence. I, I, I don't think he's a starter. I, I think he's a seventh or eighth guy on a really good team, which is what he's given them down the stretch. Uh, you know, you, you look at Hassan Diara. I mean, is he going to come back? You hope he does. I mean, because I, I think he's going to – he got better. He's going to get better, right? Yes. Andre Gordon, uh, you don't know about him because his minutes kind of were cut down toward the end when right. some other guys got. Uh, but – we saw him when he was playing bigger minutes. I thought at the first of the year he played extremely well, right? Yes. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, the big guy, they, they need a big guy. I mean, there's no doubt. I, Hen, Henry Coleman is, is not a rim protector. They need no. a rim protector. But Brown okay? has gotten better. He has. I, I don't know if he how much better, you know, from now until next November he can get to, to – be a guy that gets more minutes, yeah. right? I mean, but if he was a seven and seven guy every night, sure you'd take that. Well, it, to me, I would take a a seven rebound and seven block shot guy over a seven point and seven rebound guy, right? Right. I mean, that's that's what you need. You need a rim protector, and uh, yeah, you're going to have to have a really good score. Uh, and and the why did all those guys come back to Baylor? They wanted to they wanted to take what happened in the previous season and extend it on for everything we've ever ever said about Scott Drew. He's been a players' coach. His players have played for him. No doubt, the decisions I I think coaching wise have been up and down at best for Scott Drew. But that's what that from the outside looking in and from the people I have talked to in the program, that is what you're talking about a collective group buy-in that I would be surprised if there was a that even the guys who were on the bench as role players didn't come back when they get this taste of success they got shut out and snubbed by the NCAA and the me against the world attitude and bubble that surrounded this group can carry forward and if they go get the the missing piece then they can have something like that. By the that. way, uh, Kendall Brown declared, the freshman declared for the draft today at Baylor. Uh, that that guy just got better and better because he got more playing time. Right. When, when, but the uh, guy at LSU that was a good player at Cincinnati turned into a great player when he moved. Yeah. And we got to give Will Wade, Will Wade coached up a guy? But evidently something was going on there. Hey, I had no idea. I wasn't paying attention that Sean Miller was at was at Xavier. Had no idea. Well, he's not at Xavier yet. He has been hired to be their coach next year. Are you sure? Yes. He is they have an interim coach right now. Cuz they interviewed they interviewed Sean Miller yesterday. Right. Last night. No, he was hired like a week and a half ago. I didn't know this because he was up for the he was up for the Georgia job. 
Really? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. But he got that job back. No. He is the head basketball coach right now at Xavier. Xavier hires Sean Miller to coach for a second time one week ago. Interesting. Okay. Wikipedia uh, updated pretty quickly. Well, you know, Sean Miller had to get on there and... But... All right. Well... And so what does that tell you in the future? Xavier's uh, going to play like Xavier's been playing this whole time. And they're going to have really, really good players. We'll take a break. We'll close out the first hour. David Gardner's is open right now until 6 o'clock. Uh, Julia sent me something from their David Yurman collection, all these cable bracelets. And the, the thing about David Yurman is you stack them. All of their stuff kind of goes together, which you already know. If you have David Yurman jewelry, that's always a great alternative if you're looking for something. Uh, also, what you have is anniversary and wedding season coming up, which means if you need to upgrade a ring, David will do that for you. If you need him to design something completely different, he will do that for you. Whether it's a ring, a pendant, a necklace, uh, earrings, whatever it is, the folks at David Gardner's is going to do it uh, for you. And by the way, when you go in, Congratulate he and Julia on 49 years of marriage. David Gardner's Jewelers, 911 University Drive, in front of audio video. Just about everyone gets cataracts, but you don't have to compromise clear, complete vision. Texas Regional Eye Center is proud to offer the Panoptics Trifocal Lens. Traditional monofocal lenses only give you distance, but the Panoptics lens can do much more. See far away, see at arm's length, and see up close. Dr. William Riggs, Dr. Kyle Varvel, and Dr. James Lee, giving you your best vision at Texas Regional Eye Center. Call 774-0498. That's 774-0498. Redheaded stranger from Blue Rock, Montana. Montana. All right, uh, we're done for the first hour. We're going to talk a little laggy baseball when we come back, Uh, so don't go anywhere. Uh, We'll have some news at the top of the hour on Sports Radio 1150 AM, 93.7 FM, KZNE, College Station, Bryan, Texas. His lips, they were sad and tight. His little lost love. Lay asleep on the hillside And his heart was heavy as night Don't cross him, don't boss him He's wild in his sorrow He's riding, hiding his pain Don't fight him, don't spite him Just wait till tomorrow Maybe he'll ride on again Yellow-haired lady leaned out of her window And watched as he passed her way She drew back in fear at the sight of the stallion But cast greedy eyes on the bay But how could she know that this dancing bay pony Meant more to him than life For this was the horse that his little lost darling had ridden when she was his wife. Don't cross him, don't boss him. He's wild in his sorrow. He's riding, hiding.
From WTAW, I'm Chelsea Reber with a news update on The Zone. Some College Station firefighters spent part of yesterday afternoon at a condo complex south of Texas A&M's West Campus. There was a fire in the attic of a small building next to a pool at Fox Run Condos on Luther West. There were no injuries, no one was displaced, and the cause is still under investigation. Governor Abbott blames Wall Street and the Biden administration for the state's slow reaction to higher energy prices. There is a hostility by some against the oil and gas sector, and that hostility shows up in a defunding or lack of providing adequate funding for oil and gas production. Speaking in Odessa, Abbott also called for ending the prohibition on producing oil and gas on federal land and offshore. If you're walking by Kyle Field this week, you could come across a row of shacks. Trent Rick, co-president of Aggie Habitat for Humanity, says it's not just fun and games for the student organizations participating in this year's Shackathon. It's an advocacy program to promote both homelessness awareness and substandard housing within our communities. Um, we often like to think that uh, people who can't afford for a house. Uh, good housing are far away from us, but it turns out many of them are right next door. Rick says the student organizations pay to participate and live in the shacks through the end of the week. Money raised goes towards a local Habitat for Humanity house. At the end of this month's Bryan City Council meeting, Councilman Bobby Gutierrez was sharing his attendance at a recent event where he went to grade school, Sol Ross Elementary. When he brought up, he just learned that a tree was planted on the campus after his brother died at the age of seven while attending the school. So there's a tree on the uh, Carter Creek side of Sol Ross that's dedicated my little with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.